Just run the ball with Cam Opachowski. What's up, everybody? Today's episode, we are going to be doing wide receivers again. The next tier we have, these are back-end wide receiver twos. Wide receiver threes, guys you can throw in your flex. So we both picked some guys that we think will be pretty good, possibly push this range, you know, maybe a top-end wide receiver two. Let us know what you think, but we'll start off. Tom Hines, let me know who your first guy is you have today. Uh, the first guy I have today is Robert Woods. Um, he's definitely my favorite out of this group, uh, especially with uh, Matt Stafford coming in. Uh, I think Robert Woods is going to have a much better year than he did last year, just because, in my personal opinion, I think Stafford is better than Goff. Um, we saw what Gaudi was able to do with uh stafford so um i'm hoping robert woods can kind of recreate that magic you got any uh any juicy stats for us uh sure so last year um robert woods finished with a combined 245 points in ppr format uh 90 catches just under a thousand yards um which is pretty good but he's actually projected more for next year 95 and uh 95 receptions for a thousand yards i actually think this is kind of a low number uh woods's main competitor in this is going to be um the uh oh god who's the other rams wide oh cooper cup i don't know why that yeah i don't know why i was gonna suck up on that was who is who's better last season two for fantasy was woods better Uh, yeah, Woods, Woods was better. So Cooper Cup finished with 208 total points and Woods finished with 245. All right. So, uh, so what, it was what close, if, but. Yeah. So what if, um, just for your point, Stafford comes in and he decides he favors Cooper Cup because he had, like neither of them have played with him. Right. So that would be, that would be the worst case scenario if you're drafting Woods. Um, Do you think that's possible? It is possible. Uh, but the reason I'm I'm choosing Woods is he's a little bit more consistent on the field. Okay. Um, there are some games where Cooper Cup would have, uh, if you take, for example, uh, his weeks uh, 12 and 11 and 10. Uh, on, on week 12, he had two catches. Week 11, he had 11. And week 10, he had five. Mm-hmm. Um, so that week 11, he really had a good game, but he's surrounded by two very poor game so it is consistency is a problem for me um and i think that just woods is just the better guy if it comes down to it if i if i were um an nfl owner i would choose robert woods over cooper Cup. do you think he will be someday <laughs> no definitely not i don't have the skills for that all right um, um yeah no i i think I, I i see what you're saying with that i just um i know my thing is with those guys it's just kind of like it could be best case scenario but then like I was even thinking too like McLaurin and um uh Curtis Samuel like McLaurin's for sure the go-to guy but you know what if Fitzpatrick comes in he's like targeting Curtis Samuel so I, I don't know that's just one of my things with that I think I think Woods is good though um 
I'm going to do, I will start off with Amari Cooper. So this is someone who I definitely think will have a bounce back. You, you know, that Dak went down week five. Um, and this was actually second worst week he had um, against the 49ers. I'm pretty sure this was Dalton. He had um, 2.3 points. Uh, <laughs> and basically he had two receptions for 10 yards and then two carries for negative seven. So uh, as a wide receiver, running the ball actually hurt his game. So, uh, yeah, hopefully yeah. he doesn't, doesn't yeah, yeah. do that. <laughs> you don't see that very often with the negative yards. It's always a funny stat when you look up and, and see yeah. the, the negative yards. Yeah, so yeah, I, he actually it, had two games negative yards. Against uh, the Giants, <laughs> he put up negative two. Yeah, so I don't know why they ever gave him the ball because it looks like there's probably – a. Looks like about a third of the time he was going negative for that. But uh, yeah, so <laughs> hopefully he doesn't do that. That's not my argument for him. But with Dak, he averaged 21.25 points. That game, Dak got injured. He had 4.1. I did not include that game. And um, also did not include it for after Dak. He averaged 13.4. So with Dak, he, he averaged almost eight more points, which is just crazy. I mean, you think about um that's that's bringing him from wide receiver one range down to you know flex maybe first guy on your bench yeah I think that goes to show how much Dak meant to that team too um I mean they went from being uh a, a decent competitor in that division uh which in my opinion would have been a clear win for them to just not doing very well at all yep um so I think people underestimated how much Dak uh, really contributed to that offense and how good he was. And I think that's why, especially that since you got that big contract uh, coming off that injury, I know there were a lot of question marks there, but I think how the Cowboys finished that season, um, the management basically went, had a meeting and said, yeah, we're pretty bad without Dak. So we definitely need him to uh, come back next year. Yeah. Um, I th yeah. His, his value is so good because he just really opens up that offense. It, it affects everyone from Zeke to, Amari to CD lamb. And, um, you know, I, I know a lot of people are very high on CD lamb. I think he's good, but I've heard, you know, people have him above Amari and I, I just, I don't really agree with that. I think Amari Cooper is more talented. I think CD lamb might be a little bigger than him, but, uh, Cooper's talented and he, he only had five touchdowns last year too. So I see a ton of growth there. You know, this, this is someone who was, the PRK 15 on the season. So, you know, he's at wide, wide, wide receiver two range. And like I said, he had five touchdowns. So if you give him, let's say eight touchdowns, which I think is totally reasonable for the spot he's going to be in, you know, Dak's going to throw for over 30 touchdowns. I'm sure that bumps him up to, you know, possibly a top 10 wide receiver. So I really like Amari Cooper. Like I said, that eight point difference with that uh, with Dak if he comes back and he's healthy, that's going to have a huge impact on how Amari Cooper does. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. You're, you're definitely looking at the question marks with Dak. Um, and if he can, if he's going to play as well as he did pre-injury, because um, it's always a possibility that he never really um, shakes off that injury. And not, not only will he be affected physically, but also mentally. Um, you might see him scared to take some of the running uh, plays that, that he takes might see him kind of shy away and throw the ball away faster. Yep. So it'll be interesting to see if he can bounce back mentally too. Yeah. I, I think I'm 
I'm looking forward to see what this offense has for. I know CD Lamb came out really hard last year, but um, I'm excited to see what Amari and Zeke come back with if, you know, they're going to be those top guys they were before. Yeah, I, I think I have confidence that uh, at least one of them will be in a, the strong wide receiver two range. Yeah. Um, I definitely favor Cooper over CD Lamb, but I'm almost 100% confident that that offense is going to have a, a solid year. Yeah. And one of those guys is going to finish uh, top 20, if not top 15. Yeah. What do you got Who's next? Oh, yeah, I'll go, I'll go with my next guy. Uh, so my next guy is uh, Kenny Galladay. Um, it's a, a fresh guy for the Giants. I know he just had some injury scares. Um, and he, he's listed as questionable now. He's not officially out, uh, which is did definitely they, a good sign. Did they say what that was, what the injury was? Uh, I don't believe so. I know that they said hamstring. I, I think they said he was okay. walking off the field holding his hamstring after he ran a route. Okay. Uh, I'm not sure how specific they actually got about um, the injury. It might be out later, um, depending on if the Giants feel that it's serious enough to disclose what happened. I mean, for all we know, it could have just been a sprain, um, right. and he's back out there. But uh, I definitely like Galladay. Um, he's definitely, in my opinion, one of the better wide receivers in the league. Um, and this is going to be a lot of pressure on Daniel Jones now because I think he knows that if he doesn't show up this year, the Giants are going to look for other options. Um, so you have Daniel Jones, who is basically fighting for his career at this point, um, combining with a very solid wide receiver. I think he's going to, I think he's in for a good year. Do you, do you think Daniel Jones could have a, PRK 20 year and Galladay could still have success in fantasy, still be relevant. Yes, I think so. Um, I'm, I'm not a huge fan of the giants wide receivers uh, under Galladay. I mean, I know that there's been some talk about Slayton being uh, fast and a deep threat, but I think the skill drop off between Galladay and the rest of the wide receivers is pretty massive. Yeah. So if, if, if that, because of that skill level, they don't necessarily need to get a ton of yards. It's not like you have a, a Hill Kelsey situation where they're like constantly competing um, as the top target. Uh, I think Galladay is going to be a clear top target. Um, and at the very least in a PPR league, he's going to do well simply because he's getting the, going to be getting the most targets and the most catches, whether or not that he actually is able to turn that into yards or if Daniel Jones is going to be throwing the deep balls to him or just drop off passes. Um, that will be kind of, if he can, that'll be the difference between a low wide receiver two and a high wide receiver two, possibly wide receiver one range. But I definitely see the floor of him still being a solid um, wide receiver two. Does that injury uh, make you nervous since it's so recent and just kind of his history? Um, no, not, not this particular injury. Um, if, if it was major, I, I, I feel that the giants would have said something. Yeah. Um, but he, I, he does carry with him a significant injury risk, a lot higher than a lot of these other guys in the wide receiver two range. Um, but I have confident that confidence that he's going to be able to maintain his health throughout the season. Mm -hmm. Um, especially because I know that the giants are aware that this is their best shot. Um, so they're going to be taking every precaution necessary to make sure that he does not get injured. Yeah. 
Um, so I definitely like him. He's my second guy for sure, right under Woods. Yeah. Um, Who do no, you got go second? Ahead. Second. Um, so I am based on ESPN rankings going a little lower than these guys we've been talking about. Uh, someone who <clears throat> I always saw as a toss up actually became pretty consistent last year. Unfortunately, he's on a different team. So we'll see how that goes. But my next guy is Will Fuller, I'm going to talk about. And I really liked Will Fuller because he had boom games where he just went off. You know, obviously he had Deshaun Watson throwing to him and Tua is going to be a lot different, but I like the value you can get from Will Fuller. And just to talk about some of his stats from last year. So he, on the, on the season, he finished as wide receiver 32 and he did that by playing 11 games. I know 32, it's, you know, not, not a great number, but you think about all those other games that he could have played where he did do really well. So um, he averaged 17 points, which is one of the highest for people that, I have in this range, uh, some of the other guys I had were 15 points or so. 17 points is very good. And he had eight touchdowns in these 11 games too. So he was a real deep threat, uh, 16.6 yards per catch. Very good in that. And I like Tua because he has a strong arm. I don't love him for fantasy. I'm not saying I would necessarily draft Tua maybe as a backup in the later rounds definitely not huge on Tua but I think that offense is really strong they have three very strong wide receivers and a very good running back in Miles Gaskin so I really like Fuller and I think he could even if he's not the number one wide receiver on the team I still think he could produce really well um, just a stat for Tua in his last five games, he averaged 242 yards throwing. So he was throwing the ball. Um, <clears throat> the team didn't have two of the wide receivers they have this year, Jalen Waddell and Will Fuller. And I think adding those guys, he can step up. Like I said, I still don't think he's going to be an elite quarterback, but I think he'll be a lot better. And I think there's a ton of potential with Fuller where um, he had – he finished last season his worst two games were nine points and zero points and the the zero points he had no receptions and he had one carry don't know what was going on there but um <laughs> yeah quite the game he had there i got yeah. i got a quick question for you about will fuller sure you think it's a coincidence that uh in his breakout season he got suspended for peds <laughs> i like i like that that's <laughs> it's interesting um yeah, so I mean, I I'm always a believer that there's a lot more, you know, people doing PEDs and we know and you know it comes out and everyone's like, "Oh, you know, it's this guy's so bad." I'm I'm sure there's a lot of other people doing it. Um, but yeah, it's it's definitely not <laughs> great timing, but um you know, hopefully he has that he has the skills and confidence and you know, roided out muscles or whatever he got from that um, to, to continue with that. But uh, yeah, that's, that's actually a good point. And then another thing, if you're drafting Will Fuller, he is suspended for a game. Uh, so that's yep. something you have to remember. Um, 
a very, very long six game <laughs> suspension that carries into the next season. But um, yeah, that's how, that's that's a good point. Um, Crossing your fingers and hope his doctors managed to find some other form of yeah. PEDs in the system. <laughs> <laughs> right. So, yeah. And I, I think it's it's one of those things. It's it's in everyone's best interest for them not to find out. So I I know they'll be very careful with him, though. Um, obviously, they don't want him to get in trouble, but hopefully it is his real talent. I, I know this season was after the DeAndre Hopkins trade. So that for sure weighed into it a lot and he will be in a more crowded offense with other good wide receivers, but I like his potential. He's got long bomb, you know, uh, skills that he had with Watson. So I think two is not as good as a quarterback as Watson, but he has a very strong arm. So if he can throw the deep ball, well, I think that offense will do well um, with the support from the other guys. So yeah. I, I, I like him. Um, yeah. All, that- all jokes aside, uh, I, I do actually like him. I know I'm giving you a hard time, but like the, uh, the coincidence of his best season and then uh, getting suspended for PEDs. Uh, but I actually do. I, I am a fan of him. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what he does this season. I, I think the offense has a lot of potential. And you think about if he stayed on the Texans, which is a team that's really falling apart, um, it would it would be different because there's someone like Cooks who he's the top guy on the Texans, who he's a decent wide receiver. But if that offense is just going to be a mess, it's it's honestly good for good for Fuller than he got out of that. I think the Dolphins will be a significantly better team. Yeah, no, definitely. I, I would have the Dolphins way over the, te- the Texans. So we, uh, we can both do one more. We'll do these kind of quick to save a little time for – we can each do one guy we do not like based on where he's going or maybe wouldn't even draft, but um, in a quick summary, who do you have for uh, one more person you're high on? Uh, Michael Thomas, definitely. Um, I know last year he was injured, didn't get a whole lot of uh, action, had a terrible season, uh, especially when you compare it to um, the season before 2019, where he had one of the best seasons the PRK uh, one season. Yeah, yeah. One of the best seasons ever recorded by a wide receiver. Yep. Um, but I'm high in him. I know there's still some question marks about the Saints uh, quarterback situation, um, but he's definitely skilled. Uh, I think that he has what it takes. And if, if he's able to recreate, not, he won't, I don't think he'll recreate the 2019 season, but if he's able to have the same skill level as the 2019 season, mm-hmm. um, he's definitely going to be a good option. This is actually one of those rare uh, occurrences where I'm actually high on Jameis. Um, <laughs> wow. <laughs> I know it's, it's weird. It's weird to say, but um, Jameis has a history of making wide receivers uh, to be absolute weapons. I know like that is true. in his, in his, I guess I would call it prime season, even though he threw, uh, I think they set a record for interceptions and in, in, it, uh, it was, Bucks. it was a record for interceptions, which is hilarious. Like that's really funny, but he also yeah. threw for the most yards in the league too. So exactly. he, he was he was throwing some to his teammates. Yeah, so I'm definitely high on him. Um, I think that he has the uh, the chance to do really well. Um, so he's he's my he's my uh, my third pick for the uh, this section. If they throw in Taysom Hill as the starting quarterback, are you still high on him? Are you pretty much the same, or do you have him a little lower? Still high on him. Um, a little bit lower than if 
than with Jameis, but still high. Um, he, he's really good. He's not really, I wouldn't say he's a deep threat. So that kind of takes away some of my um, worries with him. He's more, I know <laughs> the famous like slant boy comment that got him uh, yeah. all upset. He's a, uh, but, he's a reception guy. Like he's yeah, exactly. Points through there and touchdowns. Right. Yeah. So especially in PPR, you, you definitely want to have him. Yeah. They actually have him projected really low this season. He's only projected 70 catches for 874 yards. Yeah. Um, that obviously depend on how much he's out like for the season. Mm-hmm. Cause I know he's out now, but I can definitely see those numbers uh, being a lot higher than projected. Yeah. I, I like Thomas. I actually, um, my most recent draft, I, picked up Traquan Smith in the last round just because he's pretty much the only guy there right now. Um, when Thomas comes back, I, I don't think they'll have much value, but, you know, he's he's the top guy right there. They're clearly struggling for people. Um, yeah. But, yeah, so my guy, I'll go over quick. Another one I have is Odell, and this is probably the lowest since I've, you know, done fantasy football I've ever seen Odell. But it it makes sense. He he was he was a top guy, and since he left the Giants, he has not been a top guy. Uh, last season, he only played six games. Obviously, he was out for injury. Averaged fourteen point four seven points, and that's you know that's that's a good flex. But people were drafting him as wide receiver too. I'm sure some people, if you drafted you know, two running backs and a tight end and Odell was your first wide receiver. Like that's, that, that's not going to work. Um, you know, he, like I said, he played six games and three of those games he had under 10 points. So that's definitely not great for that. Um, but I see Odell doing better coming in, you know, he clearly had his trouble with injuries. He's coming in healthy to the season Struggled last year with touchdowns, only three touchdowns. I see that number going up as well. I think Baker has been in the league a decent amount. I would put him in the Daniel Jones make or break season um, situation. And I think they're really building up this offense. And if he can't get it done with this offense, you know, he, he might be out. This is his last chance. But Baker Baker's top five games last year, uh, three of those games came in the last five games of the season. So he ended the season really hot into the playoffs and he only had one or out of his top five games. Only one of those was when Odell was playing. And that was actually the game Odell got injured. So Baker's best performances were not when Odell was on the field last year. And I know you could probably say, oh, was it because Odell wasn't on the field? Well, probably not. I don't think that would help the offense, but. Yeah, no, I um, I agree with that. I don't think it was that. I don't think it was for that reason either. Yeah. And so I see if he's ending the season hot, which doesn't always translate into the next season, but his best games were without Odell. You bring in Odell and have him playing with Baker when he's going off. He's going to catch those touchdowns. You can say what you want. I still think he's better than Jarvis. Jarvis only averaged about 12 points last season and had that big opportunity when Odell was down um, that he just, he, he didn't take. So Odell's still the top guy here. And um, I, I expect a lot out of him. I, I can see a bounce back season here. 
I can too. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm high on the entire Browns offense uh, for the season. So um, he definitely is a big part of that. So yeah, I, I like that pick as well. Mm-hmm. All right. So um, that was good for those guys. And uh, just to finish off here, tell me who is someone around this range who you would not draft or do not like at all. Uh, this is kind of, this is kind of like a blanket statement, but I do not like the Steelers wide receivers. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm just going to bully uh, Deontay Johnson, I suppose. Cause I think he's the highest out of uh, all of the Steelers receivers by a decent amount too. I'm surprised they're not all closer. Yeah. Um, I, I am not a fan of the, the Steelers. They had an amazing start to the season. I don't think anyone can deny that. Um, but they very quickly uh, petered out and started doing real bad. Um, so I, I'm not a huge Big Ben fan. I think that he's on his way out. Um, and, and not to mention that when they did have their on games, it seemed like it'd be an absolute toss-up between, like for which receiver would start doing really well. I know that um, someone in our league actually had, I think, all three of them, and somehow every week yeah. managed to put in the one that only got three points. <laughs> right. So yeah. it's just it's too inconsistent. Um, it, it basically, if you're, if you're leaving a guy like uh, Johnson in, uh, you're gonna get a lot of good games, but it's just too much, too many bad games to tell. So I'm out. That's why I'm out on him. I don't like him uh, that much, and that goes for all of the Steelers receivers. Yeah, um, I I agree with that. You know, you you want to know you're gonna get production from whoever you play, and it's usually gonna be at least one or two of those guys. But if you don't know who it is, that's that's frustrating. And I think the guys you're picking around here, that's too uh, that's too up in there. You need someone more reliable. So that's that's a good one. Well, a good good bad one. I agree with that. Um, so yeah, mine's gonna be someone I had on my team last year that I drafted with a ton of confidence and thought would be really good. And I guess you could um, argue either way. So I have Tyler Lockett. Um, He, if you played him throughout the season, he won you a lot of weeks, but also lost you a lot of weeks. So the good part is he had 10 touchdowns in three games and or sorry, eight touchdowns in three games. The bad touch, Jesus. The bad news is he had two other touchdowns out of those three games. So in 13 other games, he had two touchdowns. So he really was not helping you there. And he had seven games of eight points or under. And like that's the inconsistency is just so frustrating. He's gonna win you the weeks he gets 33. 37 and 53 those those are insane weeks and if you're losing that week your team is terrible I don't know what the rest of your team <laughs> is doing and he'll he'll do that he'll win you those weeks but then the weeks where he gets 5.9 5.3 7.3 it's going to be really hard to make up uh those points and my last point on Lockett DK's better like DK is bigger DK's stronger DK's faster Tyler Lockett's not that tall. Tyler Lockett's older. DK is just better in every way. And, you know, Wilson knows that. he's He throws to him more. He's going to do that. So th- this is a guy that I think he is a good player, but he is very irritating for fantasy. I think he's inconsistent. And um, 
I think yeah, overshadowed I, is is a good word to yeah, describe it. Physically and yeah, literally. And you know, DK DK is the go-to guy now, and Lockett was for a while, but not anymore. Um, you know, draft him, draft him if you want, but unfortunately, you have to pick and choose when you want to start him, and you'll probably be wrong most of the time. So <laughs> I, I started him. I started benching him towards the end of the season and that worked out when he scored 7.4 the past two weeks but the last week of the season he scored 33 so you you don't know with this guy and like i said this section i want to be a little more consistent that's why i don't like lock it there yeah i definitely agree with that yep okay so this was uh this was one for like i said back in wide receiver twos flex guys that have potential gave some guys we like gave some guys we despise and will not touch but uh yeah this was wide receivers let us know what you think